This episode of The Clear Out was recorded on the 10th of October 2023 at home in Wicklow and in it I look at the idea of giving and receiving in a relational context so that dynamic of being able to receive I speak about a class I'm hoping to start running soon in Dublin um, which will be offering an hour of energy flow and mindfulness and uh, positivity breath work um, and I discuss the, the, the overriding concept of that class which is the receptive mind so I speak a bit about that as well so being able to receive things um i share some thoughts on the conflict playing out in israel at the moment and i also spend some time talking about you know men who don't talk and once again find myself singing the praises of my own male friends and the the benefits that i have enjoyed for many many years from those friendships, from those good, uh, those good men in my life, and the emotional support that they've consistently made available to me and, and I to them. Um, so yeah, so that's um, that's what's coming up. If you can handle it, do you think you can handle it? There's only one way, one way to find out. Keep listening. I'll see you around the corner. Cheers. Ooh, not gonna change my mind. Leaving the dream behind. My Hi, my name is Dara Clear and you're listening to the Clear Out. Welcome. Welcome back if you're a return listener. And welcome for the first time, if this is your first time. So here we go again. Another Another hour or so, maybe less. What do we say for... Well, I suppose or so incorporates the idea of less as well. An hour, there or thereabouts. Leaning into some corner of understanding. That's what's, that's what's going on right here, right now. The sun is shining. It's warm out there. It's warm. I was optimistic... October would bring us some nice weather and so it's proving uh, unseasonably warm perhaps maybe cause for concern <laughs> is this global warming I don't know but it's um, it's very nice and as I stated last week very autumnal leaves are falling the colors are changing our shed we look there's a lovely old shed in our garden here at hashtag blessed and it went from green to red and now those leaves are gone a sure sign of the changing season i was told this morning by a man a father waiting at the bus stop i was told that the temperatures are going to drop next week so uh, i'll i'll brace myself but today you'd be comfortable in shorts and a t-shirt and I'll definitely be cutting grass this afternoon. There you go. 
all the all the hot stories <laughs> all the hot stories the latest happenings here on the clear out the latest happenings i i t- i don't know about you but i tend to to just glance at news headlines because they're all they're all variations on on a on a theme in their respective areas and i just feel do i need to do i need to read more about hamas and israel do i need to engage in the respective rhetoric of the chosen publication or website do i need to listen to hawkish israelis um I mean, there you go. That's it. I mean, I've, I've just, I've just, uh, <laughs> I've just <laughs> revealed my position. Um, I don't. I just feel I don't. Um, what else is is you know someone from the Israeli government going to say? What else is Netanyahu going to say? Um, I am not going to sit here and hold forth on the Middle East. I'm not going to hold forth on Gaza, on occupation, on Hamas, on Israel. There are so many layers to it. There are so many things that I find objectionable. Um, I never... I, I will say this. I will say this regarding Israel's uh, general attitude and um, general behaviour territorially um, and nationally. Um, it, I will say that I never feel I don't understand where they're coming from um you know I, I never scratch my head and go oh why are they doing that i mean you follow you follow the breadcrumbs back to the second world war to the holocaust to the post world war uh settlement slash arrangement um i believe the uh the 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 english had a, a very key hand in in establishing the state of Israel post war I don't I hope that's not an oversimplification but um obviously that's gone very well um yeah but yeah I I I never think where did this come from I mean Israel Israel as symbol or emblem of of Judaism or you know Judaic identity our Judaic sovereignty anyway um, there's no greater example of you know the, the battered child the unloved child and the the that kind of aggressive stance that aggressive self-protective instinct has never really gone away has it um, now again I'm not that, that's it that, I mean I need to stop there before I, I go into it but that to me always appears to be the the fundamental psychology and as I spoke about a couple of weeks ago until weapons can be put down in in the you know in 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 every sense you know in a metaphorical sense you know weapons manifest in prejudices and assumptions that was my argument on an episode a couple of weeks ago and of course literal weapons um there just isn't there's never a chance of true dialogue of true engagement um never a chance of a true exchange maybe that's something 
you know, to, you know that, that idea of an exchange. There's, there's a, look, a concept I've been playing with in my Qigong and Tai Chi teaching, um, and one which I'm going to present as a, an actual conceptual strategy. I'm hoping in a few weeks to start teaching a, an energy flow class, breath work, energy flow, mindfulness, positivity, um, I'm hoping to start a class, teaching a class once a week up in, in Dublin. Um, I'll let you know more when that's confirmed. But I'm calling the class The Receptive Mind. And it's a phrase I often use when uh, I've used it when I've recorded meditations or sort of life coaching pieces for Aura, the wellness app. Aura, can you feel my aura? I often invite the listener to step into a receiving place or to ask themselves to enter a receiving state of mind. And this idea then of having a receptive mind that simply observes, observes, notices, acknowledges, sees, registers, notes, Whatever you know, whatever you know, seeing, observing, verb you want to use, the receiving mind just receives information. You know, in in terms of what the the brain is taking in, in terms of what's around us, and that can be our emotional state, that can be the physical environment, that can be the the actions or, you know, the behavior, the words of another person. Um, can we simply? go oh that's happening and not attach value so there is a you know there's a there's a there's a buddhist you know kernel in there and a phrase like being the witness um i think you know i've come across that in different circles it's in that territory but i love the idea of of really fully committing to that position of receiving being in receipt of something and to understand it as part of an exchange because you have to you sort of have to let go of things to receive them so for example if i go back to the idea of weapons if I'm holding weapons, I can't receive a gift. <laughs> you know, unless a gift is, you know, a, a list of my victims. <laughs> but I'm not sure how edifying that is. Um, that would be an incredibly combative stance. Um, so again, I'm, I'm, I'm revealing my, my thoughts on Israel there as well. But... The if, as I am, a lot of your sense of of wellness and a lot of your sense of understanding of self comes from not just the work you do on yourself or how you spend your time or what your work is, how you apply yourself or follow your interests, but also what your relationships are and how healthy your relationships feel, how 
affirming they may or not be. I often think of healthy relationships in terms of the exchange. That's not a transaction, but it's an exchange. It's it's a sharing. It's it's a give, a give and receive dynamic, which, in a very basic sense, you know, involves listening. Um, if you want to use a phrase like holding space, you can. Um, but it is about listening and it's also about, about being heard. Um, it's about having a sense that you are being offered that courtesy by the, the other party. Um, and I think it's, I think it's a very powerful idea. And just because my voice went high on powerful, that doesn't mean I doubt the idea. That's just what happened with my voice just there. Um, but yeah, the receptive mind. Even saying that phrase, I find I calm down. <laughs> I find it a very soothing phrase. So yeah, I'm hoping to just run some drop-in classes Um in Dublin starting in a few weeks uh, and that's what it'll be just getting the sort of energy and space getting the the mind to turn a certain way so it can be aligned with open flowing energy um, calming steadying grounding and I think anyone who comes to that class will leave feeling better feeling very chilled very calm very confident and quietly reassured um, by by their own access to their own resources um, so yeah receiving I mean it's um, it, it, I find it, it, it it's, it's a good barometer you know it's a very good barometer of, of of a relationship and the state it's in because some people don't receive they only give and it's just, and, you know and you might think oh that sounds lovely <laughs> that sounds delightful they only give but I'm, we're not talking in a literal sense we're not talking about gifts in a way, what they give you is the gift of themselves relentlessly. So every single box you open, it's more of them. Um, I mean, that gift has limitations, doesn't it? <laughs> but some people, that's the only frequency they have. And it's perhaps fueled by uncertainty, anxiety, insecurity. Um, it could be fueled by selfishness, by narcissism, by self-absorption. Um, and it betrays, it betrays a, uh, an absence of, of, of calm, an absence of confidence that it's okay. I don't have to make this about me. I can stop and hear this other person. I can listen to them. I can ask them about themselves and I don't need to just sit here waiting for my moment 
to insert my thing and give more of myself um it's i don't know i was going to elevate it to something pretentious there i'm i'm i'm, I'm going to hold myself back but but there is a skill to it isn't there isn't there isn't there a skill to listening to listening and holding what you've heard and considering it and finding a response that's true i think there's value in that isn't there and see some people just aren't interested um it's easy to it's easy to cut those people out of your life <laughs> does that sound ruthless i think it's just healthy because it's you know ultimately it's what's happening here why am i giving my time to this person who actually has no interest and you know it's it's this is a, this 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 dynamic it's kind of adjacent to the whole drains and radiators idea um but drains and radiators as personality types i think we do attach a value you know the drain sucking all the energy draining all the energy the radiator giving um radiating energy uh, you know personality types it's not it's not a zero sum game they are not the only two types um but again i do i come back to that idea of the receptive mind and i'm not i don't pretend for a second that that is a place i live in <laughs> on a daily basis not at all not at all and I could certainly, I could certainly do with more of the receptive mind in my, in my parenting approach, because this impulse I have to to control um, my daughter's behaviour at times, I, I distrust it, and I don't like it because it, it often leads to to conflict and it often leads to anger. Um, in my case, which I go, this is this is crazy this is not this is not a proportionate response what's this about because my daughter's just being a kid um you know her, her behavior rarely teeters into that's really bad behavior um so really the issue is me you know my relationship to control and then that becomes a challenge to me. Can I let go of that? Can I let go of that impulse and that sort of hardwired need, you know, for everything to be to be as I want it to be, which is like an insane position. <laughs> like that is such a, it's such a red light. That energy. It's so, that's like so. Like stop. No you know go no further like it's absolutely the opposite of the receptive mind and it certainly isn't calm um so yeah you know as always as always on the uh on the podcast this is this is just pure self-therapy it's me talking through my own stuff and working it out (laughs) anyway there you go giving and 
receiving. Um, I suppose that you know that 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 nudges up against, and maybe more than nudges up against. I mean, it is also an expression of acceptance. You know, can you accept what's out there, and not feel you have to reject it, stop it, control it? Um, it's funny. I I I saw a headline the other day. Uh, must it must have been one of the Sunday papers, um, or maybe it wasn't. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was something about toxic positivity. Yeah. So I rarely use that phrase. Um, you know, not because I don't understand what it is. I've probably used a phrase like hyper positivity or performative positivity or performative wellness curated wellness and you know the the podcast is in many ways it's my attempt to counter a lot of that stuff to counter wellness content or positivity content that I find really dubious and vacuous um merely you know stuff i look at or listen to and i go it's, it's just lip service it's just sound bites and you know it, it looks a certain way and that's something i've been kind of thinking about lately um and this uh, and this is you know this is something that i say no to it's something that i resist and i judge and i put up a red light and i simply don't accept and you know that's of a huge part of that in how I um you know sift through the things in the world that bother me um I can be a little bit zero tolerance I'm gonna go no I just call bs on this uh it's phony and I've had a phony (laughs) my phoniness radar has been finely tuned um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for many many years and it you know it still seems to just flare up uh, on, a, on a regular basis um but no what i was going to say there was you know speaking of that that kind of thing which does fall under this umbrella term of toxic positivity like positivity that isn't authentic um you know positivity that laid lays out you know templates matrixes um you know for for happiness you know with a capital h and a registered trademark beside it um it's unhelpful it's not real and i find a lot of it and a lot of people are out there presenting that stuff it's it's presented in a very particular way visually and i think and and this is you know this is not exclusive to you know the world of 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 wellness advocacy or positivity advocacy positive psychology um you know positive living whatever you want to call it you know this can this can be true of other sectors or areas as well but i do find that 
predominantly what you see on social media in this area is a very particular look and a very particular vibe um, and very particular language and really what I think when I look at when I've, you know when I've looked at all this stuff or glanced at it or skimmed past it over the last few years in particular my conclusion is you know wellness is not an aesthetic I'm going to repeat that for emphasis. <laughs> Wellness is not an aesthetic. It's not a look. Now, you can say wellness is aesthetic. That's different because we can see. We can see, I think, instinctively what wellness looks like when someone is well. We can see it if we're in the you know with them in the flesh we might even feel it you know feel the you know the, the the energy feel the wellness feel the the centeredness the groundedness whatever you know it might be um and that's a different thing you know identifying signifiers of wellness but if we're talking about how a lot of wellness, um, you know, advocates or influencers or spokespeople or you know whoever, you know how they present um, wellness or their version of wellness, their iteration, their curation of wellness. My argument is it's not, it's not an aesthetic but people get caught up and i mean and that you know i've spoken about this before i think this is you know it's it's, it's a huge part of 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 social media it's a huge part of the internet it's you know it's it's so visual and so much of this stuff is consumed on phones and tablets and laptops various screens of various sizes um and it's an incredibly visual medium and people you know you know if you think of Karl Marx's famous you know statement that religion is the opium of the people uh, I don't know if that's apocryphal or not but we're going to attribute it to Karl Marx anyway um you know that sense that maybe we all have of how um you know stupefied and dopified people are by their phones transfixed by endless scrolling or content consumption on screens that kind of shuts people down and prevents them uh, I mean I don't know if it prevents them but it's certainly a factor against engaging their own critical faculties their own critical thinking, their own reflection, um, and their own sort of energy management. When you've got this energy vortex that we we carry around with us, you know, in, in terms of our phones and tablets, um, they just suck us in. 
like yeah like a vortex it's 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 extraordinary um how powerful devices are and to to sort of remove ourselves from that and to put down what like what effectively i mean they've almost become like you know like soothers for kids pacifiers dummies whatever you want to call them um and we're all like you know maggie simpson from the simpsons just <laughs> sucking on our dummies except it's phones and we're whatever listening to podcasts or reading or playing games or catching up on our latest show or doom scrolling as they call it um you know going down rabbit holes of horrible news stories and news cycles and conspiracy theories and it's you know and then you also you can talk about you know the dopamine hits of getting likes or acknowledgements or comments on things that you've responded to and put our stuff that you've put up um, on the social media platforms um but i think there's also a dopamine hit from going back to you know the shows that we like to watch um you know different youtube channels uh tiktok i guess must be that times a thousand um and it's all it's all I mean, it's it's all distraction. It's all it's all uh, you know, a, a kind of an eerie magnetism, and it's all sort of soul sucking. On some level, on some level, I mean, I don't want to be too melodramatic about it because that's maybe a little bit ridiculous, um, but it's you know it's 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 related to what i'm talking about because if many of us are are mainly consuming the world through devices and engaging with the world through devices it's we have to be real about how particular that experience it is and ask ourselves well if that's where i'm meeting the world where am i not meeting the world where am i not engaging with the world and to take it back to my previous point where am I having an exchange? Where am I experiencing giving and receiving? Because there's an extraordinary, uh, and I would say an extraordinary and very evident um, passivity that occurs when we are fully plugged into our our devices and our relationship with this very seductive technology that has in many ways taken over our lives in the last what 10 years 15 years um and it takes a conscious effort and to quote 
my good friend Gwyneth Paltrow when she ended her marriage to um, it's Chris Martin, isn't it, from Coldplay. We have to have a, a conscious uncoupling. <laughs> and for me, the, the metaphorical image there is a, a plug on a socket. And there's nothing sexual about that. Um, but it's, I feel like that's the strength of the connection. Uh, I used the word magnetic before. And again, if you think like a really strong magnet on metal, you know, trying to prize the magnet away from the metal or vice versa. Like just think of the strength of that adhesion and trying to, you know, cleave them apart. I feel that that's, that can be our relationship to you know, Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or whatever our favorite websites are on the internet or social media platforms, whatever it might be. It's that kind of thing. And that uncoupling, it is, you know, it it requires something quite dramatic and physical to go, you know, clunk, separate step away and get air between you and the device you and the website um i mean the way i experience it if i find myself tired and absent-mindedly vegetatively scrolling online i just i do i feel my energy just getting more and more passive and more and more narrow and it feels like my energy is just spiraling away from me like leaving my body and just spiraling away and down into a smaller smaller hole until I feel like there's nothing left of me like physically I'm gone I've just surrendered my consciousness to, <laughs> you know, to pictures of, of cats or karate practitioners or women in, you know, bikinis on Italian you know, sports bikes or, you know, whatever it might be that's just there on my feed. I'm like, okay, what's this? Or some, you know, really cool art thing. Um, and I just go, oh, I just feel ill. It's a, you know, there's a type of, I don't know if it's a type of vertigo or nausea that kicks in. And it's like I've just eaten too much junk food. I want to eat something clean. I want to have, you know, give me salads for the next 24 hours. I need to kind of stretch or, you know, walk in the woods and just escape and then I need to retrain my brain to calm down to calm down and seek clarity and it's almost like emerging from a dream and this comes back to this my issue with this kind of aesthetic that's constantly presented in in the wellness sphere it's like I need to go out and touch things and go is that a tree 
and I'll touch the tree and go, oh, it is a tree. Is that a stone? And I'll pick up the stone. Oh, it is a stone. Is that a puddle? And I'll walk through the puddle and see the mucky water on my shoes. And so on and so on. And go, okay, this is the real world. This is where I live. And to trust that and remind myself of my organic nature and embrace it and let it nourish me and that's something I can never say or have never said about my phone it's not nourishing me (laughs) and again if you scroll back through the episodes there is an episode there somewhere on where do we get our nourishment from anyway um, maybe that's all I should say about that for the moment um I was talking to some different men, different men over the last couple of days. Uh, And it's funny, something came up. I'm I'm trying to think if it was, sorry, I'm trying to think if it was three different men. And one was a very old friend. One was a new friend. And one was someone I'd literally just met. And this is three separate conversations in three separate moments. Um, but in each of the conversation, each in each of the conversations, the there was an iteration of the idea. Sometimes literally, sometimes more abstractly, or as a corollary of something else we were talking about. But there was an iteration of the idea that men don't talk, and men bottle things up. And men don't have, um, and I can't remember if I spoke about this recently, but men don't have an emotional vocabulary or a vocabulary to help them explore their feelings. Um, And it was very striking to me because obviously, I like to talk. <laughs> you know, this podcast doesn't exist without my relationship to talking, to talking and to being verbal and to trying, you know, to, the, to, to a desire to make connections, a desire to understand things and a desire to explore um, to explore emotions um, and to, to you know to to explore psychological and emotional well being. Uh, I mean that was you know that was a sort of a, a a driving premise of of the blog that preceded the podcast, um, and I you know you, you've heard me if you've listened to the podcast you you, you know you will have heard me defend my male friends and their ability to wade into these waters with me over the years at different times in different circumstances and you know the strength of those friendships um i believe is largely built on that connective tissue um a connective tissue of of sharing of being emotionally open um of 
uh, a readiness to be vulnerable um, and to you know to the, you know a willingness to to support each other and again to use the, the you know the, the phrase to, to hold space for each other at different times um, and the friendships that have lasted have been the ones where that's remained consistent um, you know and, and I think in generally my experience has been you know guys you know the, certainly the men in my life you know my contemporaries my friends those friendships the, you know, you know a, a, a through line there has been a trust in many cases a trust that the thread can be picked up even if there's been a long time of not seeing each other you know, a trust and an understanding that, you know, we're grand and we can pick this up whenever we see each other. Um, that's, you know, that's been my experience anyway. But um, it's, you know, what I was thinking about was the you know this idea expressed by these different men i've spoken to in the last couple of days of you know the idea that men don't talk or maybe don't slash can't talk um and it's put out there like a like an assumption or a received truth um and sometimes i'm you know, i find myself going do you thinking to myself when these men say that i think is that is that true? Like, do they, I'm thinking to myself, do they really believe that? Or are they just saying what's said? Or are they just saying what other people say about men? Um, and I realise that I've become very comfortable with not framing my willingness to talk. I just do it and I let that be what it is with whomever um, I'm spending time with um, and I said you know I, I, I realize I have I have faith in that idea and you know I've expressed a version of that faith in different at different times you know in, in the, the history of the podcast you know the idea of just just doing just you know live live what you believe and maybe as as i get older and maybe this is true for for all of us you know as we get older we become better at not showing the frame not presenting the context i i still i still have a habit of doing that um and sometimes I wonder, is that for my benefit rather than the benefit of the listener? You know, this is why I think like this. This is why I approach things like this. And I'm, I question myself sometimes and go, am I just justifying my own behavior? Am I just justifying my own choices? And is that information actually relevant to the person I'm talking to? Um, now, occasionally there might be a newish 
like a relatively recent insight so it'll be particularly present in my mind um and therefore i'm just sharing my own interest or my own kind of fascination with oh this is what i just realized about myself um and it won't be you know it won't be from nowhere there'll, there'll be something we're talking about so it's not completely out of left field but you know once again you know you know this idea of the the non-communicative male or the you know the emotionally blocked male um it's i find it very you know i think it's a you know i find it you know it's a it's a very powerful and persuasive idea it's i find it sort of a you know, intellectually and emotionally, I think I find it quite a distressing or troubling, even confronting idea. Now, it's not one I'm afraid of, but it's one I'm like, really, are we are we still there? Um, because I've, I'm such a believer in the the benefits of being open, um, of of being unafraid to express one's vulnerability, to be unafraid to express one's uncertainty. Uh, I mean, that's a huge one for me. Um, To be able to go, I don't know. I just don't know what the answer is. I have unresolved questions. I have unanswered questions. Um, I have areas where I feel very ignorant um, and ill-informed and i'm not on a you know on an egotistic level that doesn't bother me i'm like well of course why would i have knowledge in that area if i haven't studied it or had experience of it um and again as we get older maybe we become more confident going yeah that's just it's not something i'm familiar with or i didn't know that or can you tell me more because this is the first time I'm hearing about that or I never bothered to educate myself in that area Um, and one of the one of one of the one of these men I was talking about is you know one of my oldest friends I I saw him earlier today we had a you know a walk and a coffee and a bit of a catch-up I hadn't seen him for a little while and he was talking about his teenage son and how his teenage son is, you know, has been going through a tricky spell. He had a rough time in school and had to change schools and, you know, has just been on a bit of a, yeah, a rough ride. And there's a lot of, a, you know, emotion bottled up, a lot of anger. And, you know, there are, you know, maybe there are some issues there in terms of his, you know, his son's, um you know, neurotypical behavior um, and there might be some ADHD, possibly some spectrum behavior, autistic spectrum behavior there as well. And it's just been a tough time. And my friend was just talking about, like, you know, the stress that it's caused himself and his 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 wife um, and the, the the sensitivity that his son has to you know to comments from his peers and you know to peer behavior 
um, and just you know trying I, I guess just trying to assert himself and assert his 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 identity um, and build it in a way and you know I was listening and I kind of came away from the conversation and I was thinking you know you know what would you know what would I say like what would I what would I advocate to you know to that young man um who in the time that I've known him has always struck me as a very a very kind of sweet kid a really you know good guy um but you know I was aware of some of the things that were going on and what I think is I would love just to say to that you know I'd love to say to that young man it's okay not to have answers it's okay not to know what the right thing to do is it's okay to feel lost it's okay to feel frustrated it's okay to feel angry it's okay to feel misunderstood um, and I would encourage I would encourage that young person to to try and take ownership of that to take ownership of not knowing to take ownership of their thoughts and feelings and to to validate their own journey and to try to I try and help them to understand that everyone is going through stuff and some people compensate for that in you know you know in in very different ways and many people you know mask their their fear and mask their their sense of not knowing what to do or what to think or how to be um and it's absolutely it's absolutely normal and it's it's normal to feel alienated and perhaps even afraid at times um and i suppose ultimately i'd be encouraging that you know that young person to to try and find the confidence um or to try and find the the trust that they can turn to people for help that they can turn to you know whoever that he can turn to his dad he's a great guy and talk to him about stuff um that he could talk to me if he you know trusted me enough to go yeah that's a lad I can talk to um anyone 
and like I know just talking about it now just trying to express those ideas now I know that I have benefited so so much in my life from the incredible support and love and camaraderie and encouragement that I've received from my male friends like since I was a teenager um some friends who are you know still in my life some who are not um and you know the those experiences and that dynamic in those friendships has is often you know has often been a thing that has sustained me through different crises um and i uh, again i mean i i know i've said this before but I think it's worth repeating. I mean, I, I continue to to benefit from that. Um, you know, the, you know, a lot of these men are still in my life, and there's tremendous support and emotional emotional you know intelligence and um true care extended um and because of that experience because of those experiences i often react you know very strongly to to narratives around toxic masculinity and you know just like i was saying last week um when i was talking about the 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 instagram post um with all the you know the headlines about awful male behavior you know it's not that i don't believe that that stuff is happening i know it's happening and it's not that i don't find that stuff concerning or confronting alarming you know disappointing a little bit scary sometimes but i just know i've had so much experience amongst my own friendships in particular of of men behaving in really admirable ways um you know admirable inspirational ways at times that I just feel very strongly that you know we don't we don't talk enough about that or maybe we're not celebrating those very everyday achievements um and yeah I know I know I'm I'm repeating some of what I said in last week's episode but you know this is obviously on my mind at the moment and you know it feels um yeah it's just interesting after having had conversations with yeah like I said you know, a few different men over the last couple of days, um, all of whom are, you know, around the, the, you know, the 50 mark, you know, there or thereabouts. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. So, um, yeah, I'm not in any, I'm not in any danger of shutting up. 
And I don't know if, if this is, I don't know if this is, uh, sorry, I don't know if this is a want or a need. Do I want to talk or do I need to talk? Or have I aligned the want and the need very well in this space? Um, I'm not sure. See, I talk to my daughter sometimes about wanting, you know, what she wants and what she needs. <laughs> you want to sit up and watch movies all night, but you need to sleep. <laughs> you want something sugary, but you need to eat some fruit. Um, you know, she got the concept. She got the concept very well. I was, I, I, I was pleased. Um. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I want to leave it there today. Um, I mean, I was going to talk a little bit more about the that wellness aesthetic idea and the idea of of packages and delivery systems. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how much there is to say about that idea. But 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 do you know what I mean? Like how something is presented is it important um you know do i trust this and is it so aesthetically what am i responding to here energetically what am i responding to here and i think ultimately when i you know when i speak about that idea of wellness is not an aesthetic and then the package the delivery system the, the delivery method i realize that my my barometer is finely tuned to authenticity and honesty and that's what i've responded to you know in you know when i if i come across someone who i think has been truly honest i I find it incredibly moving and inspirational um and it's very kind of gratifying when you come across people who are like you know they really lift the lid um and not in a self-indulgent way or a narcissistic way but just in a you know this is this is my experience or this is where i've come from or this you know this is my truth if you want to use that phrase um and i mean that that's another part of the aesthetic is the type of language that can be used around things where people have all the right phrases and the right words the right terminology and again i often smell a rat and go okay well mm, what is this really um it and that you know that, and that's my own like that's my own cynicism and my own you know again my distrust of of something that i see as as phony and that's why I, I often hesitate to use some of the terminology of contemporary wellness or while you'll it's why you'll hear me put these words into inverted commas and slightly undercut them um because they're they're misused and they're perverted for the sake of of branding and marketing um and they become meaningless 
they become so far removed from their their point of origin they they become so so far removed from their their truth that they're they're just strangers to their original intent and that makes them very slippery and i think that's when you know toxic positivity <laughs> comes into its own where, where you realize this stuff is empty it has no meaning it's just sounds and a look and a voice and the right colors and the right lighting um and we need to do better for ourselves and we need to recognize the difference between the phony the the ersatz uh, and the real the authentic um because what's real and authentic is what's going to sustain us and even if that means we just have to go there's nothing i'm not getting anything from this stuff i'm going to put the phone down or i'm going to stop listening to that person you might choose to stop listening to me you may have already <laughs> that's fine that's your choice i prefer you out you know having a walk or a swim or you know chopping wood or i don't know what you know making yourself a nice meal and then not taking a photograph to tell everyone about it yeah just stop at making yourself a nice meal and enjoy that and be grateful you're in a position to do so um oh i see the cat outside don't know what she's up to moving through the bushes stealthy sneaky up to no good um i want to read you a poem i'm going to finish with a poem today um this is one of mine i can't remember when i wrote it uh, i was thinking about the the shapes we make in life i was thinking about what our bodies do i was thinking about the energetic shape we hold in our body um emotionally um and this is what i came out with this poem is called armadillo my back is strong ready for the lash always turning away eyes down stomach churning my back is round shaped by insults slow footsteps shallow breathing my back is stuck in one position it hides and guards me muscles flinching my back is weight aged and knowing it crushes me barely breathing my back is closed forever earthbound it wishes for wings expanding that's it armadillo okay so see what you make of that i am done for another week so come back next week if you enjoyed this tell your friends 
Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell a pal. You can give me some love on social media. If you're so moved, I'm there in all the usual places. Uh, somewhat reluctantly, but don't let that uh, put you off. Um, the links will be there wherever you're listening to this. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, you can email me any thoughts, requests, um, reactions at the clearoutlive at gmail.com. And if you're really into this and think that's actually a good product, this is an independent podcast and I do actually put a lot of thought and a lot of love into this um, and it's not for free um, in terms of the time I have to set aside to do it and my attempts to, to keep it a product of a certain standard. So anything you could give, I'd be extremely grateful for you can support me using patreon and that's patreon.com forward slash the clear out and for the price of a coffee a tea a pint a sandwich a vintage sports car perhaps um (laughs) a small property in wicklow one of the most expensive places in ireland uh you could change my life Now, for a few, a few, a few euros, a few dollars a month, um, yeah, it, 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 it would make a huge difference to me. It's, it's, great, it's a great act of affirmation and, and validation for what I do here. And I, I take enormous encouragement so, from that. So if you're into that idea, I want to support a creative person who is trying to put something out there that is positive and of use to others as well as being endlessly self-therapeutic. So you're, con- you're contributing to my mental wellness, my mental health uh, in a good way. Just by listening, you're doing that. And if you can't throw money at it, don't worry about it. But you can leave comments, you can leave recommendations, you can rate and review, you can subscribe. And all of that helps. So that's it. Thanks for listening. I hope you got something out of this. And I will catch you again next week if you're around. Okay, all the best. Mind yourselves. Take care. Stay safe. See you. Bye.